0: Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're gonna accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to this virtual cool kids table. Uh, I started this show five and a half years ago just so that I could have access to really interesting people in business who were doing cool things. Because what I have found is when you talk to smart, successful people, they can't help it. They leave an idea, a clue, a theory, a nugget behind that you can pick up and run with and put it into your own business if you are so inspired. And I know that one thing absolutely is always true and that is success leaves Clues, and so today we're going to find out about success in the real estate business. So my guest today is Monika Sawyer. Now she is someone who I met at the New Media Summit. Uh, I've actually met her a couple times. She is really, really smart. Uh, she's doing cool things, but she wasn't always like this expert in uh, making money in real estate. She calls herself the Blissful Millionaire, and she teaches people how to build wealth wealth in real estate while enjoying the whole journey. And I think that's just kind of cool, but that's not how it all started so we're gonna find out about about what she did originally uh, if I remember correctly she went to UC Berkeley so she's kind of smart just to start with and she is gonna share with us sort of her entrepreneurial journey what she does things you can do if you're interested in that and maybe leave us some little advice along the way so Monica, welcome to cool things entrepreneurs do <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you Thomas. thank you so much for having me this why do
0: so- <laughs> people always giggle after my introductions
1: <laughs> all the time you know,
0: (laughs) I I get emails from people who go, you give the best introduction.
1: You do. It was amazing. (laughs) So,
0: Monica, I don't read the bios that that people give, right? Everybody wants you to when you're on their podcast, everybody wants you to fill out some form with some bio that then they read back. I don't do that. I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about your story. So so from, you know, the start of your career forward, give us a little concise story of where you started and how you got to where you are now.
1: Mm, okay. You're asking me to be concise. Great. So, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, I've kind of got two stories. So I went to UC Berkeley, right? Got a degree at Haas Business School. Um, I love to say that, but it was an <laughs> undergraduate degree. Got out into the business world.
0: That's like I always tell people that, you know, oh yeah, my daughter graduated with a business degree from Carnegie Mellon. It just sounds good.
1: It sounds good, right? It's been too many years for me to actually state that, but it, <laughs> it still feels good. Um, anyways, I got a degree and I went out into the world um, and I graduated during a recession and um, realized fairly quickly on that, uh, yeah, I got this degree and I did a lot of things really, really cool um, and I hated being in corporate America.
0: That's that's really common. A lot of people, a lot of people who come on this show talk about the fact that they went into this job. They went in, they did everything their parents and their teachers told them and they got there and they they climbed the corporate ladder to discover that their ladder was against the wrong wall. Is that what happened to you?
1: Oh, my God. I love the way you say that. But no, I didn't actually climb the corporate ladder. I just thought it sucked at the very first (laughs) ring. So, I started looking for a side hustle right away. Now, what's interesting is that I already had a side hustle in real estate. I'm going to come back to that because there is a way that these, these stories, Mary... But the reality is I was like, I am so not fit for this. So I started a whole series of businesses. I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs. Some of them were insanely successful. I became a day trader and paid for a six-month trip around the world for my husband and I. Um, We just kind of shut down our lives and did that. That was really cool. And I did some things that were not as successful, right? So um, I had that whole journey. In the background, what was going on is my dad had been investing in real estate since I was three years old. He had paid for my college education. He had paid for my sisters. He had paid for weddings. I mean, I knew what money you could make in real estate, but I'd also seen for my dad the level of stress that it caused him. So when I was just graduating, getting this new job, starting that career, I did not want to get into real estate because of all that stress and everything. And my dad said to me one evening over the dinner table, he said, "Monica, everybody has money issues. Do you want poor people money issues or do you want rich people money issues?
0: Oh, Wait, I know the answer. Rich people money (laughs) issues would be way better.
1: Way better. (laughs) So as I was starting this career, I decided I would also start a side hustle of investing in real estate. However, I had one big caveat. There were not going to be money issues. It was going to be fun for me because it was really not fun for my dad. This is the thing that I want everybody to hear from me right now in this moment. Real estate is not get rich quick. Real estate is a long-term thing. So I knew if it was going to be in my life for a long time, I was going to have to enjoy it. I didn't want it to be like stressing me out for 40 years. You know what I mean? So I started in real estate and I started on this path of making a blissful business rather than not like being horrible.
0: <laughs> so how quickly did you get off the corporate ladder?
1: I got off the corporate ladder within three years after graduating. Nice. Nice. And so I had this side hustle of real estate going along. I'm buying houses like every two or three years, whatever. I'm not even thinking about it. I've created a system where I spend like maybe five hours a month on that business. It really was like something I wasn't thinking about. And in the meantime, I'm starting all these other serial businesses. Well, the other serial businesses did fine. They they helped pay for cool things. But you know what? Retiring me is the real estate. So... At some point, probably about five, seven years ago, I got my head on straight and I was like, you know, what? I really need to focus on this real estate thing that's made me millions of dollars while I'm doing all these other things. And so now I'm totally focused on real estate and helping other people create that same sort of wealth.
0: So what do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur?
1: I love the freedom Um, Although I will say this. With entrepreneurs, freedom is such a weird thing, right? We have freedom from authority, but we don't have the freedom of time. (laughs) Usually, the business owns you. And even though I loved my businesses, I did not want to be owned by them either, right? And so, so now, my real estate business, I've created a business that I own it, and I actually get that time freedom. So not only do I have freedom from authority, I have the freedom of time, the freedom financially, but the thing I have to say that I love best about entrepreneurship, Tom, is who you become hmm. through these businesses. The way that you grow, the, the experience of life through an entrepreneur's eyes is, is the ultimate growth experience and the ultimate adventure. I, that's I, what I love most.
0: I actually fully agree with that. I think that so much of my own path through this whole thing the, the ups and the downs of, of working for myself you know I uh, I work in a world where you know I work as a, as a speaker and a trainer. I MC really big events for associations and tech companies and early on kind of the ego takes over and you're like aren't I cool look at me in front of all these people and then 11 years later you're like wow this is a role I get to play where I get to touch all these people and it's not about that ego. So you do you know no matter what industry, you're in, you can see that personal growth alongside with your business growth.
1: Yeah, I think entrepreneurship is definitely not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no, well, especially what we've experienced the last few months. You know, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, we're in We're doing this interview right in the heart of the beginning of everybody having to work from home and a lot of people's business just evaporating. Uh, this will air a little bit later, but I'm sure we're going to feel the long tail of the recession piece, the economic piece that's going to follow all of this stuff from the coronavirus for a long, long time, and and it's going to hit small businesses. So it ain't for the faint of heart.
1: It ain't for the faint of heart. And I think what's beautiful about most entrepreneurs is not all of us, but you will see is an entrepreneur understands about being resourceful. They understand about being creative. They understand about taking a different view on a current situation. And so it's also going to be interesting to see how all of us entrepreneurs adjust our businesses and support one another so that we can survive and we can't even possibly thrive given the current situation, you know?
0: Well, I think I think you've just hit on something that's really important. And I've been saying this for a long time now, since you know late February, early March, is what's going to have to come out the other side of all of this is that not just entrepreneurs, but people, we're going to have to support each other. Family members are going to have to step up and you know help out that person who got hit harder because they worked in the restaurant industry or something like that. And I think entrepreneurs are going to have to go and, and work with uh, other people in their community to help you know get their business going. And I actually talked to uh, one person from an association and she said that they have decided they're going to rehire speakers that they've used in the last two years for their upcoming events as a way to support their little community. Instead of going out and hiring new people, they're going to bring back some of the people who have served them well. And I'm like, God love you from your lips to God's ears.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And I think that entrepreneurs, we do we do represent leadership in most of our communities. Um, and so it is really important that giving back piece, which I know is so big to you, we give back and how we serve as entrepreneurs, but we do also have to pay attention to what's going on in our communities and how can we serve way beyond our businesses.
0: Yeah, I think I think this is going to be the lesson in what really is community and what really is philanthropy and and what it really means to have a giver's soul. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna we're gonna see those lessons. Of course, we're gonna see the opposite sides. There's gonna be capitalizing people and takers and jerks out there, just like there have been through all time. But uh, I think now is the time for entrepreneurs to step up and. And and be there uh, for their communities and for each other. So what advice do you have for someone, especially in, in these turbulent times that we're going to be in the middle of for at least the rest of 2020, if not longer, what advice do you have for somebody who is on that rung of the ladder, whether they're on rung number one or rung number 20, and they're like, oh yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, or God forbid they got laid off and don't have any prospects, someone who wants to start their own way, maybe it's real estate, what do you tell them?
1: I love that question. The answer is actually different. If it's if it's somebody who's on the rung and they're like, get me the heck out of here, or someone that got laid off, hopefully they got a package. But this is what I will always say. You have a skill set that will pay the bills. Always make sure that you could pay the bills. There are too many people, and I know this is a super conservative thing, and most entrepreneurs don't want to hear this, and I get pushed back all the time. I will just say, I was an executive coach for fifteen years. I understand how the entrepreneurial mind works. And I have my own too, right? So <laughs> so I get it. And I know you don't want to hear this from me. But you need to pay the bills. And being an entrepreneur, you need to make sure that you handle that. Because here's the thing. If you jump into entrepreneurship and you cannot pay the bills, all you're going to be worried about is the money and how to pay the bills. You're not going to be able to be as creative. You're going to be under a lot of dressed you're not going to be able to create the products that you want or be able to be in my view so make sure you've got some way to or if you've got savings you can do you know and you can live off that for a year just make for sure you can pay the bills for a year give yourself the benefit of safety in that way so that you can create a really, really good business based on being from a service, service heart, having the kinds of products you want, being creative and low stress because you don't have to perform to pay the bills, you'll create a much more stable start and a much more successful business that way.
0: Absolutely. And, and just to sort of recap what she said, you know, there is sort of that message out there that's burn the ships and, and, and go for it. You know, I think especially in turbulent times, uh, you know, maybe you could untie the ships, but keep a little loose slipknot on them. Uh, you know, you could let them get near the burning barge, but maybe not enough to catch fire, you know, something along those lines.
1: There you go. You know, and that's not a sexy message. I'm sorry about that. I like being sexy and having money, man. And (laughs) I don't want to be broke and I don't want to be scared because those things shut us down.
0: So what about the people, though, who don't have that option? Right. Uh, I got I started my full time business as a speaker and trainer on April 1st, 2009, when I went through a large layoff at a consulting company and there were no opportunities for me. And I and I didn't have a lot of money in the bank. I just had to go run. What's your advice for people who, yeah, the ship, they didn't burn the boats, but the, the, the boat sank. What do you tell them?
1: go after something that you that you know really, really well. It's hard to get out there and try to monetize a brand new skill or start a brand new business. You know, there are a lot of people that get laid off and they're like, I always wanted to start this business. But do you know anything about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you, if you're in that spot, go do something that you know, grow that and then evolve it into something. If it's not what you want, evolve it into something that you want.
0: Very nice. So one of the things that I talk about is how people get between this gap between potential and performance, because we get excited about potential. Oh my gosh, Becky has so much potential. And then a year later, we're transferring her out of the company because it didn't work. Well, <laughs> well, how come? If she had potential, why didn't she get results? So why do you think some people who have potential stumble and others are able to go farther ahead? Why do you think that is? Fear. Really? Tell me more. I
1: do. Well... I think that people, you know, if you've got a lot of potential, people see it in you. You might even see it in yourself. But then you think, well, if I pursue that p- potential and I'm not successful, what's going to happen to me? What are people going to think? Right? So I think it's fear on fear of, su- fear of, we hear this all the time. I don't know, Tom, how many people have said this on your show. The fear of failure. Like, what are people going to think? What if I do fail? I'm going to let myself down and others down. I don't, you know, whatever. But there's also the fear of success. I have all this potential. What if I succeed, but I only succeed to a certain level? You know, will I have met my potential that I, that I expect to myself or other people expected me? So there's that too. And then there's also the fear of, what if I really reach my potential? Are people going to like me? Am I going to fit in anymore? Right? We've all got that. So there's like all sorts of fear that shuts us down.
0: So I've surveyed close to 700 to 1,000 people about this very topic. And it surprised me. I didn't expect fear of success to be to come up so often. But it's very true. I had one woman I interviewed said she's the only person in her family who had gone to college. And her aunts already said, well, isn't she fancy with her new car to her mom? And she was afraid if she was more successful, she'd lose that family support group and that was holding her back and I thought god I I never it hadn't crossed my mind and when I tell that story people come up to me after my speech and go oh yeah totally get that without without question so you know you bring that up it's interesting because I've heard that I've heard that a lot and for some people it's surprising but for other people they're like nope I got that fear of success thing going too
1: well a lot of people won't admit it or don't know it's there they're like oh no I want to be as successful as possible but when they actually go after it Something blocks them. They're not really sure what that is, you know?
0: Interesting. So, Monica, I have more questions for you because you're fascinating. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So, this episode, it's brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Monika Sawyer. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you out there want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Monika, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you do in business right now? <laughs> the coolest thing can, I wait, do in we, business Can we can we bottle that laughter? <laughs> I have a new side business. I'm just I'm going to just I'm going to clip out all of your giggly laughter and I'm going to sell it like on a thumb drive for 25 bucks for people who need joy.
1: Oh my god, that's such a good idea actually because a lot of people need joy. When people Seriously. need joy
0: and you can you can buy Monika's laugh on like like a like a, a 15 minute just loop. You can just put it in <laughs> you know, put it onto your, your, your phone so that you can just hit play. And all of a sudden, when you, you know, you feel the bottoms falling out, you just hear you going like,
1: (laughs) I I would love that. Do it, Tom. Let's do it.
0: We'll do a a joint venture right now.
1: Sounds awesome. That's what businesses do.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Can can you imagine we're going to be on the cover of Forbes and they're going to be like, how did they make a billion dollars? And I'm like, I just thought her laugh was contagious. And we, we sold it.
1: Right? I'm in. I'm just saying. Let's start
0: it. Let's do it. As soon as this is over, we'll just, I'll just tell you jokes for 20 minutes. We'll just let you laugh and we'll just snip out your laughter. We got it.
1: Okay. I'm in. There you go. Everybody look for that. That'll be awesome. Um, So you want to know the coolest thing that I do?
0: Oh yeah. There was a question behind that. There
1: was a question. I do nothing. That's not true. You do a podcast. Well, I do a podcast, but here's the thing. For my business, I work five to 10 hours a month. I make multiple, mil- I mean, I have a multiple million dollar business. It pays my bills. It pays for my life. It allows me to do my podcast. The coolest thing that I do is that I just don't work that hard. I live a blissful life.
0: You you have a couple of dogs. How happy are they? You're just there to They're, take them on walks all the time.
1: That's right. We cuddle, we read, we go on walks.
0: Okay, let's back up. The dogs don't read.
1: <laughs> I read to them. All right. but that's the thing you know if you are interested in real estate that's possible you just don't you end up the coolest thing that you get to do is live your life
0: that's awesome so let's talk about your podcast because it's great what's it called and how do people find it
1: it is called Real Estate Investing for Women and you can find it on Good.
0: can men listen
1: men can listen yes yeah and many many men do but they don't admit to it I don't know why (laughs) But yes, many men do actually listen. Lots of really, really good advice. We do talk about some feminine topics. You just don't listen to those episodes, right? <laughs> but yes, Real Estate Investing for Women, and it's at, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rather. Um, it's all anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Awesome. So, Monica, one of the things I love to ask people who come on the show is who do they admire in that world of entrepreneurship, that entrepreneur sphere? Who do you look at and say, wow, she or he, they're the ones doing the cool things?
1: So, I would say, this is going to be such a weird answer, um, <laughs> I would say Lisa Gibbons. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I like Lisa Gibbons. Haven't seen her in a while. She, that's I mean, right. not like I see her in, not like, oh, I haven't had coffee with her. I mean, uh, right. she used to be all over the air and you say her name and it's like, I don't think I've seen her in a long time. But, yeah. but why do you admire her?
1: Well... You know, she has always led everything that she does from a spirit of kindness. So she's really aligned with who I am about being positive, about being kind, um, being blissful. I call it blissful. She calls it optimistic, right? So we're really, really aligned that way. She has reached huge success in the business world. First, she was in television, right? But now she's gone into her own entrepreneurial um, pursuits. She has an organization called Lisa's Care um, Organization um, Foundation, Lisa's Care Foundation. So she does a lot of giving back to the world, which I really admire. She does a lot of entrepreneurial things now. Um, and she's a woman that created a huge amount of success in, a, in an industry that was not very supportive of women being the kind of woman that I would want to be.
0: Hmm. That's That's an awesome explanation. I don't think it's a weird answer at all. (laughs) We got more laughter. That's good. We're, we're getting this. It's going to be, it's going to be an hour long loop pretty soon. Yay. So last question. So you admire how she gives back to the greater good. What do you do?
1: When I was 16, I was in India and I list, I saw the way that women were treated there and I was horrified. And so right then I started contributing to schools in the area that supported the education of women. Mm. As I've gotten older, I've become much more involved in one particular school where I'm a huge contributor. I actually did a um, a, a movie about it, a documentary about it. Um, I, I do a lot of charity work. Usually on Fridays, I'm up there doing some work. So I am giving back in that way. Now this school is for the educational women, but it's a co-ed school because here's what I believe. Women can fight for the right to be equal, but they're not going to get as far unless the men in the community support them. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the gifts that we have um, in our communities here in the United States is a lot more men are stepping up to support the empowerment of women. And I'd like to see that around the world. So I'm very heavily involved in the education system in India.
0: I think that's that's awesome. So, Monika, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Do you have any last thoughts for the listeners of cool things entrepreneurs do?
1: Yes. I'm going to just tell you this. Everybody's listening. Goals without action are just dreams. If you want to go out there and do something, do something. And create the life your heart deeply desires.
0: Oh, that is such a great way to wrap up the show. Thank you so much. If people want to find you, they need, they're like, I got to know Monica. How do they find you?
1: Blissfulinvestor.com.
0: Blissfulinvestor.com. Everybody go check it out. She's delightful. Pretty soon, there'll be a link to buy her laughter. And, uh, you know, we'll be retiring soon. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and listened. Uh, one more laugh, Monica. Come on. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. See, there's a, bon- a, bon- a bonus laugh for all of us. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we have a show? Uh, these have been some really interesting times we've gone through for the last several weeks and months. Uh, but this is where we need entrepreneurs. We need you to stand up, flex that entrepreneurial muscle, make sure that your ladder is against the right wall. And while you're doing it, have a great day.